At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Uh-huh. Hey, Mimi. Oh. Hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Welcome to Queerified. I'm your host, Gigi Gorgeous. I'm a YouTuber. I'm an actress, model, philanthropist, author. Singer, model, actress, (laughs) pageant queen, author, socialite, and great human. I'm a woman of many traits. (laughs) And this is my co-host, Mimi, my best friend ever, my longest friend of 18 years. 18 years. Oh my God, we're so old. And we're only 19. Only 19. 2003? Yes, mm-hmm. precisely. <laughs> <laughs> so what you can expect from this podcast is everyone within the LGBTQIA plus community and some allies too, shedding light on their stories, giving advice, telling their tale and inspiring you at the end of the day. Every single episode, you're going to walk away with something that you didn't know before and also laugh along the way. I'm so excited for our guests. This is our first episode of our new podcast. Podcast. We're fucking podcasters. Literally. How do you feel? <laughs> I mean, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I want everyone to really get into it just like we have. We put so much work behind this. Mm-hmm. Like all of our friends, all of our special guests, like they have so much to say and we have so much great content coming out. We both know mm-hmm. how much this is going to impact people, but I just can't wait for everyone to listen. I just want this to be out there and I'm so ready really to hear what you guys have to say. This is a safe space. We will share everything, like what it was like growing up queer, the successes and lessons of life and how to celebrate queer joy every day. And the number one thing is we need to hear from you. So call our hotline at one 844 queries which is 1-844-Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Nothing is off limits. Ask us questions about coming out, sex tips, advice, literally anything you want, and we will answer. And maybe your voicemail will make it into the next podcast. Call us! (laughs) (laughs) So today's episode, I'm sitting down with my husband and Mimi and it is the most real, the most raw, and the most vulnerable we've mm-hmm. ever we've ever really been. And I'm very excited for you guys to listen to this interview, learn more about us as a couple, our experiences, our life, our family, and all of that juiciness. So without further ado, should we get into it? Yeah. Today is a very special day on Queerified. We are here with... Married couple, Gigi Gorgeous and Nats Getty. Hey, hey. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. this feels so weird. It's my podcast, <laughs> but I feel like we are sitting, sitting down and doing like an Oprah interview. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks for being here, Nats. You're so welcome. Thanks for being our first in-person guest. All oh, three yeah. of us right now are in the same room. Yeah. Yes, it feels very weird. No headphones. It feels almost like the way it's supposed oh, to be. And there's a knock here. at the door. Here, one second, hold my mic. I'm going to go get Nats' beer. Okay. <laughs> Nats... Um, you're in Toronto right now, looking out at the skyline. Yeah. How does it feel to be in Gigi's hometown? I usually love coming here. Uh-huh. Um, it's, <laughs> it's really dope. I love the six. It sucks that we're stuck in quarantine right now, but I'm stoked to be here. I'm stoked to see you. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. I don't get to see you often enough, so that's lovely. Uh-huh. I, don't, I haven't seen both of you in more than a year and a half. I know it's crazy, though, but I feel like with people that you really connect with, people mm-hmm. who are friends that you consider family, your chosen family, whatever, mm-hmm. it takes one minute for everything to go back to normal. And I feel like that's exactly. how like we are. Oh, that's yeah. how I am with you. That's how Nats is with you. I feel like yeah. it's just like we never left. Exactly. Yeah. 
we're here yeah. on this interview. Yeah. Yes. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm like, like nervous. I feel like you're going to fuck with me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I feel like, maybe, maybe like Gigi, a little bit. Gigi, probably. not so much. I'm kind of used to this with you with like doing your videos and stuff. But Mark, on the other hand, or Mimi, <laughs> shall I say, I foresee some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you what your dating life was like before Gigi? Um, Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. My dating life before Gigi was chaotic. Like, I don't think that it's a secret to Gigi that I was like somewhat of like a playboy or whatever you want to call it. But actually it was like a lot of really like abusive and toxic relationships just with like, for the most part, like really terrible people. And it was like actually like a very traumatizing time in my life Mm -hmm. up until I met Gigi. And I think that's why I felt like so in love with her because like she was the first person to like see me for me and like treat me totally correctly and just like completely embrace like me and all of my baggage and all the bullshit that I came with. Like she was just like down. And so that was really just like the biggest turning point because like prior to her, my experiences were pretty Mm -hmm. damaging. Like the best example is like my dating experience pretty much started off with my first like experience with a woman. I was 15, she was 30 and my tutor. Oh so my God. The, and she was this? like yes. engaged to a guy and so it was like really traumatic and like horrible for my self-esteem and like mm-hmm. mental health and like I had to go through like a lot of therapy for that and like it took me a really long time to realize like that was like totally abuse like that's mm-hmm. not okay mm-hmm. um and it pretty much was like downhill from there wow yeah, yeah. it was it was I mean I'm grateful for the experiences because obviously it led me to Gigi but I filled my days with like a lot of just empty, bullshit, toxic people. I am so sorry you had to go through that because I've only known you since Gigi. Yeah. Everybody, everybody you know, I, they always talk about how horrible it was before. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know you then. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew Gigi before you. And I mean, I, I just want to say before you, when we were very young, Gigi was never really a romantic person. Mm-mm. I really, it, it took me a really long time to even be in touch with my emotions. I know. I think it was, <laughs> I mean, still, still, still now, I'm, I honestly do have trouble connecting with how I truly feel, recognizing that. And I've never been to like therapy or anything intense like that. So it's like, I really do like to focus on the happy. I feel like when you've had such bad things happen to you, such yeah. traumatic things, mm-hmm. you really try to go to the best positive happy state. I feel like the happiest people are the people who have been through the most shit. Well, that's because they've had to find strength and now they're strong. Exactly. So I didn't like to live my life being sad or being Mm -hmm. vulnerable or weak. And like Mm -hmm. I was just brought up that I, that's just literally how I brought myself up, you know, in a house with boys, I have two brothers. It was just that kind of vibe. So for me, it was like, it's my way or the highway. I'm going to ma- do what makes mm-hmm. myself happy. And to an extent, I'm still the same way. Mm-hmm. It works for me. I would agree with that. <laughs> it, yeah. it keeps me happy. It keeps me sane. But I feel like for the most part, it was when I started transitioning that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to break it down, start hormones, you know, really get in touch with who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's when the romance, I guess, or the emotional side came along. And you changed. When Nats came along, it was such a major change because I've always been a romantic and I've always tried to get you to feel the feelings I felt. Like I wanted you to be happy like I was happy in relationships. Yes. But you were, that was not your tea, so I gave up on that. Like, okay, <laughs> Gigi's, I'm going to be in long-term relationships. Gigi's going to be independent and single her whole life. Right. I feel like I was in a relationship with my job, though, mm-hmm. during that time. Like I fully was so committed to working, building my brand, wanting to do, wanting to be a brand, build mm-hmm. an empire, be Gigi Gorgeous, and thrive during that. Because I knew that working at McDonald's, which I worked at, working at a clothing store, which I worked at, was not my destiny. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to find that. I'm not going to marry someone and be a housewife. I, <laughs> I need to make this name for myself. Back I need to make a, a life for myself. That's offensive to me. <laughs> I mean, hello, I mean different strokes for different folks. <laughs> no, but it, it was something to me that was so like, I just needed to do that for myself and traveling and, you know, like whoring myself out in, in a sense. I feel oh like God. also Nats and I, so before he transitioned and right as I transitioned, I feel like we both were in the business of turning people 
Like, yeah. explain both of you. So in the club, you'd make out with somebody. They didn't know your tea. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, oh, I got away with murder kind of thing, which is so horrible, so awful. Like, I would yes. try to pass like I wasn't trans. And it's it's disgusting. And I remember we were talking to a friend it's of ours. It is. It, it, it is sadness. It is true, true sadness. And we were talking to a friend. Nats and I were talking to a friend of ours. And... um the person was saying, oh my God, it's so, it's so nice to see you so happy and um, in a relationship with Gigi, you know, you're married now. It's so crazy. I'm still in the club trying to kiss straight girls and mm-hmm. it's really sad. And it brought me back to that time and I was like, holy fuck, like that used to be my reality. Yeah. And yeah. And we were in the same clubs, like doing the same things. Cause like my <laughs> whole thing was like, I wouldn't, like I didn't like gay women uh-huh. so I would like run around and like try and hook up with these straight girls and like I succeeded at it but like mm-hmm. it was like totally terrible and just like because it never goes anywhere yeah and if it did it's like I always end up getting like cheated on mm-hmm. and it would be like with a guy and then I would just like end up looking at myself being like oh I'm not enough like blah 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 yeah. so I like never mm-hmm. gave myself the room to like actually be like loved and like actually in a commitment and was, so, like, we were literally running around the same clubs, like, doing the same shit. Literally, same club, same <laughs> night. Probably yeah. within arm's reach of each other. Yeah, I'm sure. Never met each other. Yeah. It's insane to me because these clubs in L.A., are, they're, they're really small. You yeah. know, it's not, like, humongous Vegas clubs. Like, it's, like, what, like, 100 people mm-hmm. in the club? It's, like, I can't believe we never met. Slash, like, even looking back now, like, you never saw me, Nats, running around with my blonde hair extensions. I mean, I'm sure I did. <laughs> like, I was at every table when I was at a club, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Why do you think you didn't like gay girls? I think that it probably had a lot to do with like my first experience because like Mm. a huge part of like the allure was like finding this woman and like getting her to be attracted to me even Mm -hmm. though I was like literally 15 Mm -hmm. and she was with some dude. And like that to me was like more interesting than anything because I felt like powerful and like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. I know that there's like a lot of like other like lesbians and gay people yeah. that have like a super similar experience. It's very common. I've had yeah. that too, of mm-hmm. course. And mm-hmm. also like I wasn't involved in like the West Hollywood gay scene or like the lesbian scene because like I was in and out of rehab. I was living in a different part of Los Angeles. Like my brother's gay. We grew up in the same household, but like we lived two very different like gay experiences mm-hmm. growing up because he was really involved in the community and at that point of time I wasn't Mm -hmm. so like the only thing around me was like these like drug addicts like straight girls like whatever and that was just like my reality at the time and I mean technically like when I met Gigi it was like another person that I was trying to like flip or whatever you want to call it (laughs) but like with G obviously it was different because she wasn't like somebody that was just like oh I want to be gay for a little bit and Mm -hmm. like this will be like a funny YouTube video like it was which it easily could have been it could have been yeah it totally could have like turned into that but it wasn't it was somebody that had and has and like an amazing huge open heart and an amazing huge open Mm -hmm. mind when this happened the two of you got together everything made sense Totally. Like ev- to me, like oh, that's why you would tell me that the barista, that lesbian barista at Starbucks was cute. Oh my god! <laughs> that's yes. why. That's why you would ask me these questions. That like you would say these little things. I think Emily. So that barista at Starbucks, this drive-through Starbucks <laughs> I used to go to in Mississauga, literally every single day, there was a barista there, and she was like, um, "It was weird, right? Yeah. Like I think that she said like." yes, like, um, this is he or whatever about mm-hmm. himself. And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh yeah, but my name is Emily. Yeah. And that was my first interaction with that. And I was like, oh my God, like, why am I like, you know, feeling this way or whatever. But and I just shut it down. I was like, <laughs> no, I wonder no. if he, I wonder if he's transitioned by now. I know Emily from Starbucks or that was your former name, formerly known as On Emily. Winston Churchill, right? Or Prince Michael in Oakville, but we don't know. Please call us call oh, in. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh um, my God. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope she's. I hope he's happy. Me too. I hope they're happy. Same. When, <laughs> Same, yeah, not. When we first met, and I'm sure the story is out there, so we're not going to get into it. Find it on YouTube. <laughs> How long was it till you guys got engaged? Two, two years. Two years. Yeah, oh, like, it felt so much shorter than that. Two years, two years, and then a year until we got married after that. Yeah. But like a year and a half. We're the kind of couple, I mean, it's weird that you say that because it just feels like a lifetime to me. Like Same. I almost look at my life like pre, I mean, obviously pre-Nats, post-Nats. But Same. like, I just can't believe like 
that I just never knew Nats my whole life. Like, yeah. it just feels like, of course, Nats has been in my life. Like, we're the kind of couple that, like, we started dating and then we literally were together every single day. Maybe yeah. not all day every day because, like, we have to work and stuff, but, like, every day. We'd be like, yeah. well, what are, you, what are you doing? What, like, time can we fit in? Like, no, it was and just, it just always. instantly, like, whether it was, like, I remember right after we started dating or, like, the beginning of that, you had to go to New York to go and do something and you had to come back here to Canada for like two weeks to like wrap up filming for your documentary. And I was like so heartbroken because I just spent the last two straight weeks with you. And it was like right in that time that I was like, okay, like no matter what, how busy we are, we have to make sure that we make a way to like fit into each other's lives. And that's when we kind of both like made like the unconscious decision to be like, okay, if you're traveling, I'm traveling with you, vice versa. Mm -hmm. If you have a work thing and I'm allowed to come, I'm coming with you. If you're shooting, I'm gonna come on set. And we just made sure like no matter how busy we were that the most important thing was like making time for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I tell a funny story? Go for it. This is very early on in you guys' relationship. Mm -hmm. We were in Toronto, tell me if you guys remember it. Or if Nats remembers it, Gigi won't. And we Why? were. Why? I don't think you were there. <laughs> oh, no, or like, okay, so we were in um, an Uber, and you must have been in the front of the Uber, and Nats and I were in the back. We were very drunk, okay. as always. Sure. What was it for? What, why were we remember. here? I don't Maybe remember. it was the first time I came here mm-hmm. ever, like to meet your family around Canadian Thanksgiving. I'm uh, assuming. Probably, yes. And it's like the first time I got to meet Mark and like mm-hmm. all of your right. Canada I remember, friends. I remember, I remember. There's a photo of us like carrying a pumpkin out of my dad's front door. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Yeah. But um, we were drunk and we were just talking. I don't know how we got into the topic. Maybe I was thinking of getting engaged back then. But Nat tells me, um, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get engaged. I'm going to propose. It's going to be at a French castle with fireworks. (laughs) And I I laughed it off. I was like, sure, 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 sure. Fast forward to the engagement. I see the video and it's exactly (laughs) how you explained it. Well, I mean, I do remember that. And the only way I can explain it is like, yeah, I've always like felt like there's like been a romantic side to me, but I never fully got to express it Mm -hmm. to its full extent with anyone except for Gigi. And that was the only thing that I could think of that was fit for like a Gigi as a person and B to like represent like how much I loved her. And I think I knew that like really early on and I like definitely wasn't ashamed to like let that be known. (laughs) I was gagged. I was like, yeah. oh my God, he was serious that time. Yeah. That's crazy. And it sounds like it was like a long time before. No, like, it, it like was. a year? Very, very, very early. Very early. Oh my like God. probably the first or second time that I came to Canada. Mm-hmm. How One of my get- biggest regret about that day that you weren't there. I know. Because <laughs> you would have died. I know. You would have died. It was so magical and the gag is i did not know that i was getting engaged that day but i don't regret that at all like i'm not gonna make your engagement about me like i was so happy to see that happen because i knew from the moment i told you something changed within you when this happened like it was different yes i had given up on Gigi finding love because that was what was cute (laughs) i didn't know it was such a battle for you i really thought it was like more casual well i was feeling my oats you know i was (laughs) in my relationship and being like why are not you not feeling like you need the love i'm feeling Uh uh-huh you know, because my narcissism. But. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened for you way more than like, way bigger than for me. Uh-huh. Like you guys really fell in fucking love. Yeah. And it was oh, like. I wouldn't say bigger, just different. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Silly, it was just like rapid. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I have been asked like this question about Gigi like 10 billion times. And it's just like, I can't explain it outside of just when you know you literally know and when i met Gigi, i was still fucked up from the night before i'd just been at bootsy bellows i definitely drank something and there was definitely something in that drink i was (laughs) off of my ass i hadn't slept in like a really long time i wasn't in the healthiest of places like that's for sure and i saw Gigi at the airport because we were about to go to paris and there was just something instantly there. And like, I honestly don't think that Gigi like paid any attention to me or like what I was doing, but I just couldn't take my eyes off of her. And like, not true. No, no, I but mean, okay. Like whatever. I was just Nats, like, at that when point, when Nats walks in the room, everybody pays attention. Of course. <laughs> like, yes. let's be real. Yeah. Maybe you were paying attention. Cause I was like falling into LAX, like wearing clothes, like yeah. from literally the club the night before. <laughs> 
and I was going to Paris my- for the first time, so I had like a faux fur yeah, on. A f- oh, giant like, thing. I was excited for this fl- like plane and ride. Like, I was Paris one. Overachieving. No. Yeah, like literally, you know, and dude, I r- showed up with one backpack and then an <laughs> army satchel on the other arm and that was my packing everyone had like 10 trunks like, they were ready for fashion week no and Nats was like I'll just go shopping in Paris and get a new outfit which is something, it's a reoccurring thing whenever Nats like doesn't want to sh- like pack or doesn't want to like prepare for a trip or is like oh it's so early whatever literally we get there I mean obviously pre-pandemic and we'll just go shopping makes sense which is amazing I mean why wouldn't I just get a new wardrobe everything's clean but it's just so funny because I had never met anyone like that before. I was like, I plan everything. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. What are your favorite and least favorite parts of each other? My favorite part of Nats. This is a gnarly question. (laughs) My favorite part of Nats is his, like, heart, I think. Like, I was going to say, like, like, generosity or, like, authenticity. But I think that that all just stems from a really good heart. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Nats has a really good heart. Like, wouldn't hurt a soul. Like, loves animals. Loves me like loves good people cherishes friendships gets fucked over left and right like so many times sees the good in people like Mm -hmm. forgives but also like remembers i just i don't know it's just a great heart like god built him really good Mm -hmm. with a great heart thank you my least favorite here we go (laughs) quality of yours what (laughs) is maybe your like lack of organization Really? Yes. So, like, I have to. Not even that messy. (laughs) Yes, you are. Everybody looks really confused right now. I'm like literally (laughs) not that messy. I have to put so much effort into organizing our closet. Well, that's cleaning up the kitchen. If there's mail on the counter, if you don't do that, if there's anything, I mean, there's I I do. No, but like that's the gag. But like, let's be honest. I didn't put the mail there. I just don't want to sort it. But like, like that's Nats not has, me being Nats messy. Has like twenty packages. Like I get a lot of mail. I don't like opening mail. Like that's I not open <laughs> all my mail. But I don't his like mail jokes. will sit there. And I'm like, so you don't want to see what's inside? You don't want to put the cardboard boxes away? So I open it. But like he Which won't is fine. do it. That's fine. So yeah. that's one of my least favorite. Being, I don't think but that's I, being messy. I think there's just some things that I don't like doing. <laughs> yeah, it's very that. It's we very need, that. You guys need to go to couples therapy about this, I think. Totally. It's, I, I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. It's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, no, I mean, now I, I have to do yeah, that's two not people's bad. jobs. That's yeah, But also, you really like opening packages. So if anything, it's a gift for you. I do. And I like being organized. I like everything having its place. But like, just Nats has so much shit. <laughs> I just I can't like you guys don't even know there's just shit everywhere and it's all like $10 Amazon t-shirts at eBay like there's just um, so many I mean there's obviously a lot of nice stuff but like there's just so much I shit I don't everywhere. buy my t-shirts on Amazon that is well, not false Amazon. That you is- know what I mean it's not like thousand dollar like Chanel it's like literally like graphic tees <laughs> from like the 80s okay I'll stop vintage, I'll stop, I'll stop gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous vintage from the 80s possibly well, a 500 like ripped I'm that's like you want to wear this are you kidding that's gold that's what insane. are your answers to fave and least fave um well Gigi like honestly stole mine because before she even started talking my first thing is heart mm-hmm. but like she said that so I think it's probably three things heart the way that she goes about business because she's so driven and I just think that's like undeniably mm-hmm. just like admirable and like sexy and just like dope like Boss. i love it i love it it's amazing and just like there's an undeniable essence that's around Gigi. like she walks yeah. into a room and just like the room's energy and just everything shifts and i've known that like since the first day that we met and yeah. so hey, those you are got three i only got one <laughs> <laughs> um now let's let's get to the real thing yeah <laughs> what's your least favorite yeah, what is your least favorite about uh, me? The, 
honestly <laughs> no yeah there's like yeah. nothing that i'm like oh this drives me crazy like when yeah there is there has to be when you're glam you don't like it if we're driving in the windows down and i like having windows <laughs> down like that's my main thing because like that drives me nuts but like i also understand it that drives me nuts that's in my relationship too i hate that I hate no that. i know and so now i keep the windows up and i just like deal with mm-hmm. it but like in the beginning of our relationship i was just like are you fucking kidding me like yeah, but, well, actually, I lied. I love being in a convertible. But if my hair is done, don't put the windows uh-uh, down. Especially if I have makeup on or like lip gloss. <laughs> lip balm even. Or hairspray. Like yes. I did my yeah. hair. Or I think something that also really bothers um, you about me is like my lack of time management. Like, Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't. Because I mean, I'm always on time. Like I'm no, early. No, 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 I am. Always late. No. No. When it comes to friendship stuff, maybe, but work, I'm always on time. But and like flights and stuff, like Nats will be like, we need to leave at five a.m. I'm like, yeah. we could get away leaving at seven. Yeah, no, okay, okay, I'm like, okay, no, okay, fine. and then we're just waiting at the airport for two hours. I'm like, we could have slept in. <laughs> no, but it's like we're doing Gigi's book tour, yeah. and we have a new city every single day. So it's four a.m. wake up, five a.m. airport. 4 a.m. rolls around each time and Gigi's shit is just everywhere mm-hmm. and Gigi's refusing to wake up. So like I, I end up packing for her. I love her. unpacking like, at a yeah. hotel. But like, like unpacking for the 12 unpacking. hours that we're there and then I have to repack everything while you're still sound asleep. Yeah. That, <laughs> I personally love that. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a hard turn? Yeah. Can we talk about the elephant in apparently everybody else's room and I really don't understand it. What? Nat's Getty. Yeah. Yes. The Getty. Everybody is so hung up on this. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It always comes up. What? Even like, even when Cade was on Drag Race. It's like, oh, he's friends with Nat's Getty. You know what that means. Like, what does that mean? What does that what mean? What does that mean? What do you think is the biggest misconception about you being a Getty? That that necessarily means anything. <laughs> yes. like, it doesn't. It's... Yeah, like, I understand that my family's, like, known for a lot of different things. Some Mm -hmm. amazing, some are, like, tragic. Keyword, by the way, tragic. Yeah. Like, trauma. Yeah, I mean, there's, but at the end of the day, we're just a family, and I don't see my family as, like, anything different than the people that I grew up with and the people Mm -hmm. that raised me, the people that loved me and still love me. So, yeah, I think the biggest misconception is that it really means anything at all. Mm Like, I'm just me. <laughs> exactly. For those who don't know, and I feel so gaggy even, like, saying this and talking about it, Nats is an heir to the Getty fortune, let's say. That's what people think. And his family has been part of pop culture. Right. Sure. Recently. And I just want to say, that's not your life. Like, that's your family. But Nats Getty is so much more than that. Like, there's, it's something else, right? It's... How would you explain? Like, it's so... So I'll say, I never knew of the Getty family. Me neither. Before, right? Like, Mm -hmm. growing up in Canada, no idea. But when I started going to LA, you know, on the freeway, I would see the Getty Museum. Mm -hmm. I would see the Getty Villa in Malibu whenever I would go there, like, to Nobu or whatever. And when I met Nats, I didn't connect the two. Like, I just, I didn't understand that the Getty... Like those were like a family thing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was literally just like a name, mm-hmm. like a br- like a brand or Getty Images. Getty Images. That's oh, exactly. I, that's what I thought. Lit- that's I probably also, thought that's the same my thing. Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Shout out to Mark. Yeah. Oh my God. Also funny. The founder of Getty Images in San Francisco. He. Um. I was. We were at a gala, and I had this little YSL purse, and I gave it to him, and he pranced across the street, and we did a photo shoot with it. <laughs> and he's like full married with kids, like was loving the glam. So fun. Yeah. I feel like it's a huge misconception that people just think you know Nats is like made of money Mm -hmm. and it's like of course you're an heir so you just have the world handed to you or bankrolls his friends yeah exactly like what is is being like like, anyone associated of course is fine because they're they're rich now yeah like what is that and it's not like that at all like i think like we've been offered like low-key honestly high-key honestly (laughs) we've been been offered a lot of like tv shows reality Mm -hmm. shows Things to get inside of our life because mm-hmm. people want to see the di- the dynamic between like me and Nats and yeah. the family and all that. And 
we have just politely declined because it just didn't feel right. And also it's like, there's no drama. There is just so much more. I mean, there's so much drama, but it's just not what people think. Yeah. Like it is not all like butterflies. I feel like people say mo money, more problems, but like, honestly, like more like fame, Yeah. more family, more people doing shit out there, more problems. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like, it's not easy being an heir, being an heiress doesn't make it like, you know, easy peasy for your life. If anything, it makes it worse. I would it say harder. it makes it worse. It does. Like, it really it does. It, worse. it does. And that had nothing to do with me getting with Nats. Like, I feel like his authenticity was what sh- shined the brightest to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this person, and like, literally, like I said before, we don't spend a day apart. Yeah. Like, and my, like- my car would be parked outside his house <laughs> in, in West Hollywood on Orlando Street, like, I don't know, 10 houses down from the mobile. Yeah. Right across from Hugo's. Uh-huh. And I would park my car out there every single day. And I knew I was going to get a ticket, but I didn't care because <laughs> I didn't want to walk to his house. So I just parked right in front. Every morning I would get a $75 ticket and I maybe got like a hundred of those. And I just, <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like full on every morning, yeah. like clockwork, I'd be like, okay, amazing. Get out the gate, <laughs> yeah. get a ticket, put it in my glove compartment box, drive home, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Can I tell a funny story? I'm so sorry to like totally detour, but my boyfriend lived in California also. Mm-hmm. He literally didn't know that like parking tickets were real. What? what he would mean? just not pay them. He'd be like, no, this is not real. But there's but, a dollar <laughs> sign on it. I know, but he's just like, no. And he got in trouble for that. Like jail time? I don't think jail time, but it was just like, like he would just get them and like, just, I don't know, like get in the mail. And he'd be like, no, a parking ticket for what? Like he just what? didn't understand. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> people in California, they'll get like blacked out tinted windows and like all this yeah. shit. And it's just like pay a fine. Yeah. Like people like laugh at it, but it's like serious. Like I, my stickers were expired on my car, on my license plate. And I swear the day they expired, I started getting pulled over. And every time I'd be like, hey, thank you, officer. They're looking. I'll, I'll, cha- I'll change it now. And the next day I'd get pulled over again. I was like, my God, they are diligent here in California. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I think now, mm-hmm. there was a movie called All the Money in the World. Oh, God. Yeah. By Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. Which I'm just going to give my opinion. I think it's so fucking crazy that people think other people's trauma is entertainment. Well, I think the number one mis- misconception about that movie also is that the family had anything to do with the making of that movie. Yeah, that movie was um when did you first hear about it or find out about it i honestly i don't remember um Mm -hmm. i think maybe my mom told me or something like that and it's based off of like one of the most traumatic times in my family's entire history and like i understand it like hollywood is obsessed with like tragic and like traumatic instances and they also have like an affinity for just exploiting yeah and just like big families that have like you know like i don't want to say like dynasties but it's just like we have a really big family that's been around for a really long time and that's like kind of all of the things that like hollywood looks for Mm -hmm. and that doesn't make it right no it doesn't make it right and like obviously like i wasn't thrilled about that movie and i never really had plans to watch it or Mm -hmm. to like have it i wanted to ignore it like Mm -hmm. i just didn't want it to be a thing so like I totally like mentally and emotionally blocked it out because I knew that it was going to be like a really difficult thing for my family to deal with Mm -hmm. and then unfortunately that came out and like pretty much directly after that there was a tv show I think on fx called trust or some shit kind of about the same thing and I was just like what is happening this year like it's so weird it's wild I think people I mean even I feel responsible for my thoughts of like when I see something related to a family or related to like people in general yes real people I'm like oh they were executive producer on that they're Mm -hmm. telling their story and I think that was what people thought like we've been asked in interviews before like so is is everything that you put in the movie true which and it's is like, ludicrous. You know Ridley, like, Sc- like there was nothing to do with this, mm-hmm. and Nat and his mom were invited to a screening of the movie before it aired. Yeah, they wanted Ridley invited us. them and was like, uh, "I really want you to like see my new work." Yeah, and not like not knowing that it was so hurtful mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, and I mean, the only reason I went to go and do that with my mom was because I wanted to like Sorry, obviously hold support on. You her. You went to go to Ridley Scott's. 
like production office to or watch whatever the movie. to watch the first cut of it before they had to like change the actor because there was like all that drama with like mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey or whoever it was. Like well, we won't say his name. Yeah, but yeah, so we went and we saw the first cut of it. And I only went That's to so su- fucked up. Yeah, I Isn't went to support it? my yes. mom. And it's like dehumanizing. It's like, it oh, was, come see this movie I made about you, huh? Like, come. and like that what? was my that was, was my brother. That was my that's my family. Yeah, it was. I I didn't want to fucking watch it. Like, no. Yeah. But I felt that I had to because like I needed to support my mom in that. And the I'm craziest so thing that all I say is about that is that the craziest thing was when it was over. They turned on the lights and Ridley Scott like turned and looked at us and was like, so what'd you think? It's like a masterpiece, huh? And I literally, I was like shaking and I just like had to control myself. And I think I just like walked out of the room and didn't say a word. That's so fucked up. It's disgusting. Like what did he, what kind of masturbation is that? I made a movie about you. I'm going to make you watch it and I'm going to call it a masterpiece in front of you. What do you think? When it's like about one of the most like horrific things that's like happened. It's like, horrific. Like, I mean, what, let's not get into it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Google it if you're interested. But it is, it's truly fucking disgusting and disturbing. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened. I mean, I guess it comes with like the uninvited territory of like being a part of this family. But um, no, it doesn't. Like it really doesn't. Well, no one is entitled to anything that you have, any feelings you have. No one is entitled to that. Yeah. That's the biggest misconception is that people think they can... I don't know, enjoy this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were on a flight one time and I was slipping through the movies and it was on the selection. Mm-hmm. All the money in the world was on the selection of movies. And I just looked around. I was like, oh my God, I wonder if anyone around me is watching yeah. this fucking movie. Let's, so that was a surreal moment. Yeah. Well, what's actually crazy is when that movie was like available on flights, I don't know how long it had been since it had come out or whatever, but I got like a flood of texts about it. So it was like, fashion week so i guess a lot of people were traveling mm-hmm. and the weirdest text that i got was from my old modeling agent that said i just watched your movie and i'm like <gasps> girl it's not my movie that's but like think. That's okay, yeah, i just that's watched your movie think. and she apologized to me and said that i'm so sorry that we didn't like tend to you more as our modeling client and like be there for you more and just like all this shit and i was just like what are you <laughs> what are you talking about like I just like I really couldn't understand or like comprehend it and like I understand like she probably had like the best intentions yeah. with that but it was just like the strangest thing mm-hmm. have you watched the movie no it's, will like, you it makes me so sad mm-hmm. like I'm seeing Nats here in tears like why why would I want to be a part of that it's sad that people think that it has to do with the family internally though like I thought mm-hmm. that, yeah, you know, yeah. Like I, I think that about, but now I think about it completely differently. I'm like, oh, that family must be so pissed. That person must yes. be so pissed how they're depicted. Like this is not true. It's sensationalized. Everything is fucking fake, and it's just made to be more dramatic than it is. But this situation it's in a particular real is thing disgust- that happened to real people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's. I'm. Thank you for talking about that. You're, you're welcome. I will never talk about it again. I don't <laughs> okay. even like talking about it. Okay. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. During the pandemic, yeah. you transitioned and came out of strands. Yeah. What was the breaking point that triggered you to finally live your authentic life? I think that, like, obviously the pandemic was, like, horrible and it destroyed a lot of families a lot of Mm -hmm. lives and it's like really tragic but it was an amazing experience to kind of just like sit with yourself if you were able to and just like reflect it was because there wasn't all that much to do 
And so I had the opportunity to like kind of finally just be silent and have everything outside of me quiet down. Mm. And I got to just like sit and think. And I also had the opportunity of knowing that I'm going to come out of this like a stronger and better person no matter what I do because like what we all went through was like really hardcore. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to just basically get like really real with myself and I just started I don't know like examining my life and got Mick Cade like yeah. one of my best friends in the entire world went and did drag race and he's trans obviously and me and Gigi actually like in his words like played a huge part in his transition like mm -hmm. we paid for his top surgery he attributes a lot of his understanding of like coming out as trans to like being around both of us and like seeing our lives you guys are his chosen family yeah chosen Straight family yeah. and he Straight like up. has said this a hundred times that like seeing me and like becoming friends with me played a huge part in him coming out and being around Gigi did the same thing and Obviously, I've been living with Gigi for years now. We've been married for a long time. We've been together for like five plus years. So I've been surrounded by like two of the most like powerful, amazing trans people yeah. that I could ever ask for. And I, it was Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. And I pulled Kate aside and I was like, I have to tell you something. And he was like, what? He got like really nervous and scared. And we were definitely like a little bit tipsy, like whatever. And I was like, I want top surgery. And he just like gave me a giant hug. And he was like, get your mm -hmm. ass outside right now. We're telling your wife. Because I told Cade first. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so I came outside and I was oh just like. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. And Cade came out and was like, Nax needs to tell you something. And yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Not serving me with divorce papers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, it sounded crazy. The setup yeah, was wild. Yeah. I knew it was serious though, because yeah. he's a jokester, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's never like that. Yeah. yeah. And so I came outside and I told Gigi, and like Gigi's literal first words were, you better work, bitch. <laughs> and she stood up and just gave me like the biggest hug and we all just like cried. Yeah. And then the next day, Gigi picked up the phone and called the same doctor that Cade got his top surgery done at and booked me a consultation. She, she was just like, we're doing this. Like, it's happening. You said it. Mm -hmm. If you felt the need to say it out loud, then you really want it. And like, that was a God's honest truth. Mm -hmm. So yeah, quarantine and the pandemic was a huge like reflection period for me. And it was just like really empowering and like, beautiful for me that's amazing yeah i mean i can totally relate to with the pandemic you know opening your eyes and you get to listen to really what's going on yeah you look you tend to look inward right mm -hmm. like yeah. when you really are alone with your thoughts you think like am i happy who do i want to mm -hmm. be like and i know for myself like just relating it back to me with my transition like i was thinking about it for so long before i ever said it out loud so and it's funny because we would go to restaurants, we would stand in lines and people would be like, ma'am, to me, and be like, sir, to Nats. Always. Before, you know. Yeah, when I So it was out, like a it, thing. I and like, like makes sense. Sharon yeah, Needles, yeah. everyone said that. So yeah. Sharon Needles called Nats before he transitioned, my weird boyfriend. No, strange husband. <laughs> strange husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. He, weird boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but like Sharon just has no filter like that. Yeah. But like None. it was like that from so many mm -hmm. people. So Always, it yeah. made sense. But like I was so in it that I didn't know how to like disassociate from it like that. Like other people yeah. did. So I was fully committed to her. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then when it was like, I want to be he, I was like, huge change is going to have to yeah. be made. But I'm on board. I know how it feels. Let's fucking do this. And yeah. just like Nats doesn't like to put away his clothes or organize. <laughs> I knew he wasn't going to get on the phone and book the surgery. Yeah. I knew he wasn't. Yeah. So I took the liberty as his wife and did so because I wanted to make it happen for him because I know that's what he wanted. Yeah. You put out a beautiful statement. What was the reaction like from everybody? Oh, my God. It was like overwhelmingly just positive and so kind mm -hmm. and I just got like so many texts and like FaceTimes and whatever from people from like my past that were just like kind of basically being like dude we've been waiting for this mm -hmm. like it makes sense and I had like somebody reach out and say like oh I remember being with you like however many years ago and like I asked you then like if you could would you get top surgery and I guess I answered yes. Like, I don't remember that conversation mm -hmm. at all. 
but I guess that was my answer and that was before I really knew anything about like the trans community and I just like wasn't really like knowledgeable about it but I guess even then I had the feeling that like my body wasn't right and it was something that I wanted to change Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes meeting someone or you know experiencing it in real life to know wow this is possible for me yeah no and I think I attribute like a lot of that to spending so much time with Cade got Mick Mm -hmm. because spent so much time with you but like your transness is like very different to mine Mm -hmm. you opened my mind up so much and then Cade came into my life and I was like oh my god here's somebody that I can finally finally fucking relate to Mm -hmm. and then seeing Cade on Drag Race where it was like this gorgeous handsome trans dude that I love so much expressing this like wild punky but feminine side yeah and I was just that just like blew my mind and it just made me realize like you are totally at liberty to express like any kind of gender identity. And so Cade being on Drag Race was just like such a major moment of like finally seeing representation that like... You needed. Yeah, I needed it. And so like Mm -hmm. that really just like pushed me to finally hitting that wall and being like, okay, there's something within me and like on me that Mm -hmm. I like literally need to change physically. Mm -hmm. My last question... Mm-hmm. And I'm stealing this from Oprah. Okay. From the Elliot Page interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What has been the happiest moment since your transition? Besides telling Gigi and like my mom mm-hmm. and like my chosen family that I wanted to, it was getting to see myself the second that the bandages came off. Oh my God, yeah. From the like, top surgery. Yeah, yes. it like makes me like emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just like really it was just like really major and you can see it in the video that Gigi put on her channel like something just like changes. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my whole life changed when I got to look in that mirror and mm-hmm. like see the correct body like looking back at me. It's very powerful that moment. Yeah, it was not not forever like when we would have pool parties it would always be shirt off, but there would always tape. be stickers on the nipples. Tape, yeah. Yeah. And like just the freedom to have your shirt off. That's what I, that's what exactly what I thought of. Like yeah. it's, he's it's, gonna be so much happier. It's insane. Like it's insane. Like you yeah. see like men jogging outside when mm-hmm. you're in the car. It's like, well, why can't women do that? And it's like having that on your chest and then having it off and being able to take it off. It's like the little things that yeah. are the biggest things. Like mm-hmm. me putting on a bra for the first time. Yeah. Like, you know, anything, like anything that you really want to do, like physically doing it is like, like yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. It just, just feels like, so much better than it. Like you think it does in your, in your head, like living. Yeah. It. No, I would have never assumed that it would feel that I knew it was going to feel amazing, but I yeah. didn't ever think like, shit, it's really going to change my life like that much. And it just like totally did. Nats. Thank you so much for being here with us and being so open. I'm a little bit gagged. I need to console myself. So let's take a break and we'll be right back with our queries. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, so we are still here with Nats, my husband, and now we want to hear from you guys. It's time to answer some of your questions, a.k.a. your queries. Remember, you can always call in with your questions, concerns, opinions, advice, literally anything goes at 1-844-QUERIES. That's 1-844-Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Mimi, do you want to take us into our first one? Okay, here we go. Hi, this is Josh from Philadelphia, and I'm just wondering, what's your guilty pleasure? Ooh, Ooh, guilty pleasure. I feel like no pleasure is guilty, mother. Same. I have no shame. <laughs> I would say like keeping up with the Kardashians is a guilty pleasure, but it's really not guilty. 
it, that's it, just like literally pop culture it yeah seems like, <laughs> it seems like, like american guilty. royalty yeah <laughs> yeah the first family yeah. oh my god um my guilty pleasure would probably have to be miss universe Totally. I just fucking love Miss Universe you so do. much. And I know people have thoughts about it, but I just love strong, fierce, beautiful women who can walk. Oh and, not look, and not look down when they walk down steps. Or else you're nothing. You're out. <laughs> you're out. You're out. <laughs> Nuts. My guilty pleasure is like really bullshit shows. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, like it is. really bullshit. Like, fiance. No, not even that. Like, what was that one down in south or whatever party oh, down south party down south <laughs> like just like Laura Bama Shore yeah or just like even like old MTV like when it was really bad when yeah. like one segment before the commercial was like three minutes long just like and you can only watch it on YouTube because like nothing will stream it because it's just like that bad I love that <laughs> love that I bet okay our second question here we go Hey, Gigi and Mimi. This is Chloe from New York. I've been dating my partner for a few years now, and we're actually moving in together soon. Since you're both in long-term relationships, I was just wondering how and when you knew your partner was the one for you. Thanks. Love you both. Oh, good oh, question. You're both Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, it's cute. Okay. Um, you guys go first. I'm going to say I knew Nats was my one when I think... You know, it's hard to say because I always like could see myself like, oh my God, this is so tea. Before we started living together, Mm -hmm. it was a huge moment for me because I never never lived with anybody. No, freaked out. (laughs) Was like not down to do it. No, and I said, Nancy, you know, I'm giving up a huge part of my independence. Like I would like put it on him. Like like, fight with me, like be mean to me. And I was just like, okay. Yeah, I was um, like, do you want me to move in or not? Like Just be like, yes, please. And he was like, yeah, I said that from the beginning. I'm like, but do you really mean it? Like just crazy. Um, I would say I knew you were the one when you when you met my family, maybe, or like connected with my grandparents. Like, yeah, that, that was is huge. a huge thing. Meeting the in laws is a humongous thing, and I feel like my family is very easy. Like they're not like savage, crazy drama all the time. But <laughs> but my grandparents, like I respect their opinions so much. So when they met you and you vibed with them, and like. We would be at you know group gatherings, and it would be just be Nats and my grandma, just oh, them in yeah, a corner. No, I and made, I was like, like, oh my god, I think this is this is the man of my dreams. Officially. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I agree. When you met my entire family, it was just like, damn, you can keep up with this. Then I'm so down. But like, also for me, it was like crazy because when I look back, like I know it sounds like cliche and like weird, but. When I first laid eyes on you, it was just like, this is, it was, it totally was. But like, obviously like meeting my entire like extended family and you just like getting into it with them and just like being able to hang. You know that movie Monster-in-Law with Jennifer Lopez? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's sometimes how it is, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like your mortal enemy is like your mother-in-law. But you just have like the best family and my family adores you. you. Yeah, we became like (laughs) totally immersed with each other's family, which was just like I don't even want to tell my answer now it's half the battle (laughs) like getting with each other's one thing but if you really want to get married half the battle you're dating the family too yeah especially with like us like we are really loud and proud people yeah you're dating the family with like giant families (laughs) big thing yeah yeah. okay Mimi next question me yeah Um, do you know how some people have something called imposter syndrome? Yes. Like they feel like they're never good enough. Like, yeah. am I, I'm the opposite of that. Like, I feel like I know everything. So you're entitled right. and privileged? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't relate to that. So I think like, oh, everybody's so stupid. Like, oh my God. I see that for you. You yes. do, right? You yeah. Do. So when I knew that he was smarter than me. I was like, oh, he's the one. Totally. Like, he's smarter than I, me. 100%, oh, I a hundred percent. I see that vibe that. when yeah. I see you both together. And like, I love it. I just want to feel stupid. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not I can stupid. make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But I just want somebody who, like, I feel is at least, like, 
I, this is gonna sound crazy, my level, at least like someone I can look up to, someone I could admire totally. their knowledge and intelligence, you so know? Do you someone have, I respect. Mm-hmm. You have daddy issues then. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that means? No, I love my dad. Like my dad is my everything. Does your dad love you? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Yes, and you know this. Yes, I know, I know, I'm just yes, kidding. No, my dad, love languages, right? Right. My dad's love language has always been acts of service. Love. Like, and he's always done so many nice things for me and that's passed on to me. So no, I don't think I have daddy issues. Okay, I, just a question. Don't attack me. Or maybe me. is that a daddy issue? My dad's too nice yeah, to me. Dads. Yeah, <laughs> My God. Next question, please. Next question. Hey, guys. This is Diane from Illinois, and I want to know what your favorite road trip snack is. Love you. Diane. Favorite road trip snack. I mean, Ugh, we're ending on fuck. a really high note here. <laughs> I would say my biggest one is chocolate. I have to uh-huh. eat chocolate every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I just need chocolate. So, you know, her- Hershey's uh, Cookies and Cream is one of my faves. Mm-hmm. M&M's Peanut Butter. M&M's Almonds. Toffee. Twizzlers. Mm. Buttery popcorn. So, okay. so yeah. So yeah. all of it. Yep. Okay. Just all of Seven Eleven. <laughs> I'm prepping for a BBL currently, so anything <laughs> that I can get in me is great. Need to build up that body fat percentage. All right. I mean, I feel like all the road trips I've ever done are based in and around California, so it's In and Out. In and Out. Oh, yeah, that's pro- such a good yeah, one. Yeah, protein burger, animal style fries. Perfect. Oh, that's oh, so true. And a pink lemonade. Like, I'll see you. <laughs> like, that's it. You love lemonade. Yeah. I don't know the name of the snack, but since I live in Canada, a lot of my road trips go down in upstate New York. Um, so I go on the New York State Thruway a lot. It's this pretzel with cheese in the middle, like pretzel Ugh. bites Ooh. with cheese in the middle, like, like baked cheese. Crust? No, it's like tiny little pieces of pretzel. Like in a bag? In a bag. Do you know what it's called? No. Like Wetzel pretzel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Like pretzels at the mall? Auntie Please let Anz. us know. Call in if Anz. you know what I'm talking Anz. about. Auntie Anz. Yeah, are you kidding? It's Anz. <laughs> oh, that sounds gross. Should we take more? Yeah, let's do another one. Okay. One more question. Our last question before we go. Hi, this is Cass, a.k.a. Cass Season. I'm a really big fan of your new show. And my one question is, after a wild, crazy, drunken night with your friends, what is your favorite thing to do the next day? I'm talking, what do you like to eat? What are you watching? What's the goss? Or maybe just tell me about one of the most wild nights you've had together. Thanks. So which one? Okay, so this is this is a four-part question. Cast. Wait, let's say hi to like, Cass. Would you yeah, like to know my Cass. mother's maiden name as well? <laughs> Cass, this is our friend, Cass Season, who has been a part of a lot of our drunk nights in Canada. What do you guys like to do after those nights? It depends. Honestly, like, I feel like I'm still fine when it comes to hangovers and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i'm never like debilitated i just feel like my life just goes on mm-hmm. i wake up i work every day i mm-hmm. work every morning just sometimes it takes like a little bit longer for me to wake up but i'm never like i'm gonna stay in bed all day like <laughs> me yeah. never. no never which is like so annoying because like <laughs> we will have like the same night the same amount of like everything and i'll be like debilitated <laughs> but like honestly like it's weird, but like, it almost excites me because I'm like, okay, so what happened last night? And so all I need to get out of bed is like a recap of everything, and then maybe like I'm into the next day. And oh, just Nats like, loves a little catch up session. Yeah, Nats is the the Perez Hilton. <laughs> yeah, of situations like. Give me all the tea. Like, no, what I, was love that? Like, I love it. I love it. It is I love so it. Like, like you wouldn't think, but he was like, he, he's just very like so. They what, what was their reaction? No, <laughs> yeah, like I don't care about like celebrity really? shit, but like if something happens within a friend group, I'm like, tell me everything. I'm the opposite. Oh I'm God, like, so forget, you forget, forget, forget. Like nothing happened last night. We're all good. Let's eat. Oh no, I'm like, tell me more. Yeah, we'll probably so you gossip. fought. Yeah. So you fought. Like, and so she are you cried. No longer friends? Wait, that makes Can sense. I get a can I get a statement? Oh, so you had a threesome then. Yeah. You like, had that moment with me like, you dragged Amanda Lepore across the dance yeah, floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. I didn't. No, 
I didn't please. Yeah. You know she was mad, right? Yeah. Like I feel like Nats is like the Wendy Williams of the trans male community. No, yeah, I love it. Oh my god. Okay, thank you so much. This has been so fun, right? Yeah, this has yeah. been good. I feel like we honestly did just an Oprah sit down TED talk. Yeah, thank it. you for making me cry. <laughs> Thanks for being open for real. Of I mean, course. I know like since we started dating on the real. You haven't been the most open or public about your story. You didn't sign up for this, but when you started dating me, you I got did. Into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you really like you just like impressed me every single day. Oh, so. babe, that's so sweet. I, love, I love you so, you so much. much. No, oh. I love you so much. I love you so Gigi, much too. I love you. Love you too, bitch. Thank you for being on Queerified. Yeah, I'm Queerified now. Thank you so much to our guest, the Nats Getty, and thank you for listening. You can follow Gigi on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and me, Mark, at Mark Maverick. And as always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening again. And until we see you guys in our next one, love you so much. You've been Queerified.